Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast, presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest, Board of Visitor member, Colonel Allison Love. Colonel Love will discuss the Citadel's strategic plan, keeping tuition low, and training principal leaders through the graduate school. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. This podcast was sponsored in part by our friends at Spider Exchange Traded Funds. Thank you for joining today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast. We are here this morning with Colonel in the South Carolina Militia, Allison Love, who is a member of the Citadel Board of Visitors. Colonel Love, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ted. It's a real honor. It's, a great to, it's great to sit down with you. Now, I've seen you around campus quite a bit, but uh, a lot of folks, particularly cadets and prospective cadets and even our graduate students, probably don't really understand um, how college governance works. You're a member of the Board of Visitors. Could you explain to us a little bit how many members there are of the Board of Visitors, how you become, what, you, what your roles and responsibilities? Just explain a little bit about how the Board of Visitors plays a role in the Citadel family. Sure, and first I want to add a caveat that as a member of the board, we all sign a commitment to excellence and ethics. And I would encourage anyone who's listening to actually pull that up and take Hmm. a look at it to see the core values that we commit to and that we re-sign every year to make our recommittal to uh, the things that we believe in. And a part of that says that as an individual member of the board, you can't be the spokesperson for the board. It's actually the chairman of the board, who is Dylan Goff. And so I just want to make that clear on the front end that I'm not speaking for the board, but uh, I think I would really encourage people to go online and to look at what our responsibilities are, because a lot of people do not understand that we are in a strategic role, not operational, not tactical, strategic role. We oversee things like the budget and the strategic plan, policy making, uh, those kind of issues. And We uh, are composed of seven members who are elected by the South Carolina General Assembly. And then there's also three members who are elected by the alumni. And then the governor or the governor's designee, the superintendent of education or his or her designee, and the adjutant general. So it's a wonderful group. We also have some non-voting ex officio members who represent the Citadel Foundation, the Citadel Brigadier Association, and the Citadel Alumni Association. So we have a wonderful representation of voices around the table at all of our meetings, and we have a lot of meetings. I I see you guys are meeting regularly around campus. We see you uh, walking around. It's always nice to see the BOV. Um, What, in your opinion, could the Citadel do? What, What prevents the Citadel from becoming the best institution it could possibly be given its resources constraints? Well, the way you phrase your question makes it sound like we're not. Are there any obstacles, (laughs) I guess? Right. Are there any obstacles that we could remove? That's a a good point. That's a very good point. I believe that the Citadel 
because of our unique mission and our unique nature, we are somewhat protected from some of the national higher education trends. So let me back up a little bit and explain that I have served as the governor's appointee on the South Carolina Commission on Higher Education, representing all the public colleges from around the state of South Carolina. And I've also served on the Lowcountry Graduate Center Board, which is a consortium of all the graduate colleges in the area. And uh, now I've been affiliated with the Association of Governing Boards of Universities and Colleges for quite a while now and, and just really love that organization. And it's a national organization that does a lot of research into what's going on uh, around the nation and also around the world uh, related to higher education. And uh, so I, I think that to answer your question, you know, certainly there's issues related to affordability uh, that's always near and dear to our hearts that we want to make sure that we keep tuition as low as we can to make it affordable for our families coming in and for our students coming in. And we always want to look, we, we had a meeting just the other day and I was asking our provost and the president about our financial models, our business models. Are we stress testing our uh, financial models? Because there is a projection that in uh, the year 2026, there could be a decline in demographics and a decline in the number of uh, students going to college yeah. overall. So that's not, you know, that's certainly something that could affect the Citadel in the future. And those are issues that we want to get out in front of and we want to take a look at. And we want to research and we want to make sure that we're prepared for. And then looking back a little bit, you know, we were really fortunate that because of General Walter's leadership and everything, and by having the Citadel Graduate College in place, that we were able to get through the coronavirus pandemic right. as well as we did. So had we not already had classes online, we wouldn't have been able to transition as quickly to serving the Corps of Cadets online. And that was a matter of 10 days. So, you know, we were very fortunate that because of our unique mission and the way that we operate, we are uh, experiencing more demand than we have supply for. Right. We were getting numbers the other day on the number of applications that we've received, the numbers that we've accepted, and it's looking like we're going to have another record class this fall. And some of that also is backfilling because of the transition that occurred over the last few years because of COVID. So that was a rough time for all colleges, but the Citadel is fortunate in that when there's other small colleges around the country who are struggling to keep their doors open, then we are blessed, very right. blessed. And when that happens, when we have more demand than we have supply, to put it in very basic terms, mm -hmm. the quality goes up, the quality of student e goes up. Exactly, right. exactly. And there's so many issues now that we have to consider that, that are national issues that do affect the Citadel. You know, in the last uh, uh, magazine of trusteeship, which is the publication that the Association of Governing Boards puts out, there was an article about student mental health. Mm -hmm. And certainly that's something that, that all colleges face and all colleges have to be concerned with, as well as risk management. And things that, when I first joined the board years ago... Right. When did you join the board? 1997. Okay, so you've seen... Yes. You've seen that was a time of tremendous change for the Citadel. Tremendous change. Sure. My first board meeting... I remember Colonel Joe Trez sure. 
uh, bringing a huge stack of paper and putting it down in front of me. And it was the female assimilation plan. (laughs) And he said, this is what we're going to be talking about today. And I, I was just... Uh, were the, were you it. the only female board member at the time? So at the time, Anne Ellish, okay. Anne, who was also an MBA graduate, mm-hmm. and I were both non-voting advisory members. Mm-hmm. But then in the year 2000, I became elected the first woman, first CGC gra- graduate student uh, ever elected by the General Assembly. And awesome. still remain that today. So, so I mean, you have seen decades of change decades here at the Citadel, including one of the biggest transitions the Citadel has ever gone through. How, does, how, does, how did that experience at the Citadel inform some of the changes that have happened in the last 10 years? I mean, that was a massive shift to incorporate females in the Corps of Cadets. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was very young at the time and followed it in the press. I wasn't here experiencing that. Um, but, you know, it was just such a tumultuous time for the college managing many different types of stakeholders with many different opinions. Yes. Uh, and, and now we have, you know, we have different challenges uh, incorporating sure. different types of uh, diverse populations. And uh, you, there's always a balance here between history and tradition, and what's on the cutting edge of, uh, of both education and military training. How, how do you all think about that as a board? Well, at, at the time, certainly, you know, this was all new to the Citadel. And there, even today, there's still some issues that uh, because of female assimilation, we still haven't fully rectified. But I think we're working on well, all of example, that. For example, what do you mean? Uh, it details the things that the, the young ladies need uh, that I they understand. may not always have. Right. I, I remember and, Dr. Selden mentioned they just finally uh, put feminine hygiene products in all the restrooms, for example. So, exactly. You know, yeah, allow me to say that. But I, I that's remember, right. That's important. Yes. I mean, this is an important <laughs> thing. It's so obvious uh, when you when you have it done. That, but it's like, why didn't we do that? Well, you know, Is there anything else like that? This not related to oh. females necessarily, but just... College generally, is there anything that's like, man, if we could just flip a switch and do X, Y, or Z, is there anything in your opinion, I know it's personal opinion, not board opinion, right, that right. could really help us uh, do the right thing for, by our cadets? I think we are doing the right I, thing I by our too. cadets. I do too. I absolutely do. And I think we've come a long way. And over the last 25 to 30 years, because I was a student in the MBA program from 92 to 93, and we have really transformed. And we didn't used to have these national rankings that mm-hmm. we have now. Mm-hmm. To be number one for 12 years in a row by U.S. News in the, and number one in the South and number one for veterans for five years, those are things that we did not experience before. And certainly we were accredited by uh, SACS and now SACS uh, COC, but it's very important to maintain our accreditation, to make sure we stay in front of issues like tuition. We're very blessed to have seen a lot of transformation on the Citadel campus, too. When you think about what has happened just in the last 15 or 20 years with our construction, with our buildings, it's exciting that we're going to be opening our new Capers Hall or the renovated uh, Capers Hall later this year. And then we've made some renovations and doing some renovations on Stevens Barracks. Thanks to a really uh, generous decision by the South Carolina General Assembly, we're going to get one-time funding to go ahead and get started on our engineering building. So there's so many wonderful positive things. Is that, is that things. recent news? The, the, it, relatively think, recent. Okay, great. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. I'm meeting with Dean Williams later this morning about some yes. of that. It's pretty exciting. And, and, and if you look at the charrette for strategic planning, the plan, it's really... Uh, what to me is striking to me is that the Citadel feels sometimes to the community like a walled off place. It doesn't feel 
uh, semi-porous with the community coming in and out. And we're really connecting the geography, Hampton Park and the Ashley River and the Citadel connecting those two things uh, seems like a direction we may be heading a little more, which is kind of exciting. And we welcome people. I I'm, I'm talked to someone yesterday who's lived in the area for at least 15 years who has never visited campus. Mm -hmm. And I said, please come. Come to a parade on Friday afternoon. Right. You know, come to the library, to the chapel. And, and I, I welcome people. We all welcome folks to come experience the Citadel campus. And you brought up our strategic plan. So I want to I want to sure. go back to that. I would love for people to take a look at that and and look at how we educate and develop principled leaders. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of different strategic initiatives. What an amazing process. That's really been a huge transformation. I remember doing a strategic planning process back around 2002 mm -hmm. where we had one page. And now it's a very lengthy process. It involves everyone across campus and we get opinions and input from everyone. And so we have a wonderful strategic plan. And I, I just I hope that people will actually take a look at that and in more detail because there's a lot of actions, a lot of objectives. And this is why uh, we're not chasing rankings, but this is why we are as good as we are. Right. The quality is there. The quality of the strategic following. plan, the quality of our faculty. Oh my goodness, we're so fortunate to have the faculty that we do and the having the graduate college mm -hmm. helps to attract the the best faculty that we can have. It's a great point. You know, it, to me it's it's a little obvious why we attract so many cadets, why our why our supply of potential cadets is so high. It's a, it's a you ask cadets why do you, why do you come here? And they say, "Well, I I don't I'm not sure I I might have made it at another college without that structure or I wanted to test myself." I I completely understand that, but the idea of attracting faculty um, is is really you know we provide faculty housing, which is a, a huge perk in downtown yes. Charleston where things are tough. Um, and attracting those faculty to the CGC makes a lot of sense as well. Um, so, does the board own the strategic plan? Is that your document as the the board of visitors? I would say we all own it. Right. That's do you that's, create it? I guess are you the? We ha it's been tra in transition over the years, mm -hmm. but everyone has input into sure. it. The entire campus community has input into it. So, but it is our responsibility and the president's responsibility to execute the plan. Mm -hmm. Yes, and the provost and, and everyone. What is the most difficult part about being a member of the Board of Visitors? I think people wouldn't believe how much time we actually spend. Mm -hmm. I, over the years, have noticed that I spend an average of eight to 10 days per month wow. either in meetings or a, a part or all of eight to 10 days per month. And that's not always. Uh, day-long meetings, but we have a lot of committees, and I would encourage people to look at our structure and how we handle issues because issues rise up through our committees. And so there's several different committees and then board meetings, and then there's a lot of fun things that we do as well. And we try to attend uh, events. Like recently, I attended the engineering dinner and the business school dinner. And so there's a lot of different things that we're sure. always trying to attend. Yeah. And if we don't live here in Charleston, that adds travel time. But yeah. no, it's a, I have always said it was an honor and privilege to go to the Citadel because without the Citadel, my entire life would have been different. And it's an amazing honor and privilege to serve on the board. And my husband and I are both deeply committed to our mission, to our vision, 
and to educating and developing principal leaders. Sure. We're giving back through the foundation, through the Krauss Center. And I think it's important for everyone, you know, who is a graduate of the Citadel to uh, give back and to be a part of the Alumni Association and to be a part of our wonderful family network because that's, that's who we are. I call right. it the Citadel family. So I hope that people are, are going to be listening and thinking, you know, I'm not a member of the Alumni Association. I should do that or give back through an academic scholarship. Sure. Uh, we recently started two scholarships, one for the MBA program and uh, one for a cadet from the state of Tennessee, which is my home state. Huh. Is that so, your? Did you help start that? I did. Oh, great. Yes, we just did that last month. Terrific. Yes. It is a really exciting time. I mean, the, the leadership here is just fantastic. You know, relatively new commandant. General Walters have been yes. here a few years. The career services team has knocked it out of the park over the last several years, getting these cadets employed. Yes. Um, you know, great ROTC, great faculty. It's just, it is an incredible uh, community to be a part of. I mean, it's why I'm here. I just absolutely love working at the Krauss Center, and it's just, it's a great to be part of the Citadel family. Okay, last question for you. You were a CGC student, and now you have so much experience uh, here at the Citadel helping uh, as a leader on the Board of Visitors. What advice would you give that young person who is either starting out on their graduate school journey or considering a graduate school journey here at the Citadel, knowing what you know now that you might not have known then? Well, I appreciate the question because I'm going to be answering that during my commencement address for the Citadel Graduate College and Undergraduate Transfer Program and under other undergraduates. But the three things I'm going to mention that the most important to me are relationships, trust, and opportunities, not necessarily in that order, because I look back and I think I am where I am today because of one person. And there's several of those one persons who add up along the way. So my advice will be to pay attention, cultivate relationships, stay in touch with your professors, make sure you pay attention to all of the relationships and keep in touch with folks along the way because I would not be a national level consultant had it not been for Pat Ezell who uh, attracted me to come to the Citadel and recruited me to come to the Citadel Graduate College 30 years, over 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then because of one classmate, Doug Warner, who told me about a position at the Charleston Metro Chamber, that got me launched into more of a, a national uh, career within months of graduating from the Citadel. So relationships are important to cultivate, to maintain, to preserve those relationships. But those relationships can't be strong without trust. So, you know, our core values, honor, duty, and respect. Uh, respect is so important as sure. a part of developing that trust. And in order to develop trust, you need to be a great communicator. You need to listen and uh, to leave a legacy of listening is so important. Be a good listener and make sure that you're, you're always uh, staying true to your word. One of my mantras is to tell the truth and tell it fast. And I think it's important to maintain good credibility and integrity to build that trust so that leads to good relationships with that mutual respect. And then through all of that comes wonderful opportunities. So it's because of 
the relationships and the trust that leads to great opportunities. And it's both seizing opportunities and creating opportunities for those in your charge. Sure. Well, not that you need to hear this from me, but I've done probably a couple of dozens of these podcast interviews, and that is some of the best advice I've ever heard. So lucky cadets oh, and graduate students well, and transfer you. program students, I get to hear that from you well, on Commencement you. Day. And, uh, and Colonel Love, thank you so much for joining us on the Leadership on Demand podcast. Thank you so much, Ted. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership on Demand.